0: 48-hour art check best of podcast we go live monday wednesday on youtube 9 p.m california time and you can join us there live in the chats or watch them later you can always check things out at coreykerr.com slash 48hr we take the best conversations from those
1: live streams and rip them and put them into this podcast
0: Today's topic is
1: how do you move forward when everything's falling apart? I I think one thing that is helpful to understand is uh, everything's always falling apart. And just, I think we're more or less aware of it sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I um, like when I get overwhelmed with something, uh, politics or whatever, and I'm like, "Ah, I'm going to take a break from that. It helps. It helps but it's, it's not like anything went away, you know? Um, and so for me, you know, I look at like, you know, what, what can I actually do? Hmm. And then I, I make an effort to not spend too much mental power beyond that. So yeah. for, for example, like I can't control, I can't control, you know, members of state that are making huge decisions and, and whatever. And, and, uh, so a lot of the time I figure, all right, what, what, what do I need to know to be able to do what I can do? And then beyond that, I don't need to know it. It's not, you know, I, I've, I've grown old and tired of the, um, uh, the consumptive nature of, uh, fear mongering, um, And it's on both sides of the aisle where, uh, you know, it's there, they're just everybody, everybody is selling terror. Everyone is selling panic. Everyone is selling outrage. And um, it's because people don't think rationally when the lizard brain kicks in. And so if you think that you're running for your life, um, you're going to do whatever the most credible person tells you to do without really thinking that much. Yeah. And, uh, and I don't really like that. So I, I tend to, uh, I tend to remind myself of that. Like if, if my life isn't in like a current eminent threat, then, uh, then I can take time to make a decision. You know, I can, I can, you know, do I need to solve this problem right here? This problem that's systemic, that's been around for centuries, you know? No, no, can, can I, can I do some things in my day-to-day life? Yeah, definitely. Um, and I do those and then I try sometimes successfully, sometimes unsuccessfully to, uh, to move on past that, you know, I mean, yeah. like with it, it boils down to this as well. Like I'm, I'm super sick. I'm sicker than I've been in a long time. Um, and and I, I went to the doctor and I took the medicine that he gave me and I'm getting as much rest as I can. And then beyond that, I uh there's nothing else I can do. So yeah. I'm gonna do the things that I wanna do. I'm gonna I'm gonna get to work on my freelance projects, I'm gonna try to move forward on some of my my things. Um and that's it, you know. And so it seems overly simplistic to say that, you know, because it doesn't take into account anxiety and depression and, you know, mentally spinning out and stuff. But like, ultimately I, I have a whole lecture on this, but like consider the lilies uh, is, is something that uh, is mentioned in the Bible. Um, it's a really interesting thing, whether you, however you feel about the Bible, but, but uh, the savior's talking and he says, uh, he says, you know, consider the lilies, how they grow. And, and if you think about that, um, you know, he's, he does this whole thing, right? He does this whole thing about Solomon. who's like the richest person that the Jews could think of um, and saying like the lilies look way better than anything he was able to do and they don't toil or spin or whatever, you know, they're not, And, and so if you look at that, like there's stuff that the lilies can control and there's stuff they can't control. They can't control, whether or not it rains they have zero control over that there's there's stuff that's just way above their pay grade they can't control where their seeds fall they can't control whether the sun comes up they can't control the nutrient content of the soil but there is some stuff that they can control they can control if they're pointing at the sun when it's in the sky they can control whether their leaves are growing they can control (laughs) whether they have a sufficient enough root system to be able to to take the rain when it comes and and I kind of think that that's just a good way to look at life. Is mm-hmm. uh, is you, you you get your leaf and your root system as good as you can, and then uh, you'll be ready for the opportunity when it comes, and uh, and you'll be you'll be prepared for drought when it comes, and and you can't control either of those things. You can just just control your skills and your abilities uh, to be able to take those things on as as they come or or don't come. Yeah, and and, and beyond that. You know the, the the last the last verse in that little bit is uh, sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof, which is basically like there's enough crap out there that you don't need to add to it by freaking yourself out. So mm-hmm. you know, let the morrow take thought for itself. You know, and mm-hmm. it, you know whether, whether you're whether you're into the Bible or not, I, I think that's decent advice, and it's 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 lasted the centuries. And so you know, tomorrow's going to come. It's going to come with all the crap that it's going to come with, and I don't need to mm-hmm. add to it by freaking myself out. But if there's yeah. an opportunity there, if some rain's going to fall, uh, I can grow a root system now. You know, I can expand my leaf base so that I can kind of take that on. Um, yeah. So that's kind of that's kind of how I take it.
0: Yeah. What about Scott? What about you? What's your way of weathering? Um. The yeah. Right. Form? Right now. I'm- <laughs> Right now, just kind of to shut
2: off, you know, basically shut out negative energy and, you know, and it's yeah. it, in some ways it's a struggle, not because I, I want negative energy, mm-hmm. but I also, you know, I want to know what's going on in the world and I don't want to have my head in the sand. But, um, you know, I, there's a there I was just listening to a podcast today and they were saying how, you know artists were being accused of being too political in their art or making a statement, but really, and, and the response was, that's what art is. I mean, you can't Mm -hmm. tell an artist not to, you know, not to have an opinion on something. I mean, that's, that's basically what art is doing. You're expressing your opinion in a creative way and everything. Um, Yeah. And so, so yeah, I mean, I definitely understand, I I understand that. Um, So, you know, if I, but if I don't, you know, to the point where, You know, sometimes if you aren't, if you aren't, you know, doing that with your artwork, it's kind of like, well, you're just kind of either you're trying to please the masses. And if you try to please everyone, you're 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 not pleasing anyone and that type of thing. And I definitely understand that. But um, I don't know. It just seems like at least right now, I I, I just that's that's all like I, I just. I don't know. I, I don't, I'm trying to shut that kind of stuff off because I, on the, yeah. the other side of the coin is, you know, I, I, you know, I'm happy out people are out there with, there's, you know, obviously I'm a big proponent of freedom of speech and getting your opinion and putting it out there, especially artistically and all that stuff. But I think there's also some, some um, validity to just an escapism and not, mm-hmm. and not having any drama or any, anything heavy and just. You know, some sometimes people. It's just as good for people, people to get. Not only is it good for people to get involved in, in things they believe in, but sometimes just escape all this other stuff and and you know and just and just find entertainment and be entertained. So, so I think yeah. you need both. And right now, I'm kind of going with just sort of the entertainment aspect and and just trying to put out stuff that hopefully you know, everyone can appreciate and it's not too heady or anything like that. Um, and that's, and that's just at least for my, you know, right now in my life, I mean, there, I kind of, I stopped watching any like political YouTube channels and things like that and, and all that kind of stuff. That's just cause It was, I, I just found that it was making me more upset. So, uh, you know, I just kind of had to, I kind of, at least for right now, what, cause I've got other kind of fish to fry and other things to worry yeah. about um, that. I, I don't want to worry about that. I mean, obviously if there's something major, like you said, Australia is sort of on fire and I mean, you, I want to know about that and, and you know uh, you know, other, other things that are going on, but it's, but to a certain extent, uh, you know, I don't know.
1: Yeah. But yeah. you, you, you know about it you know, to what end though, you know, like, yeah, if, if the end result is merely you freak yourself out or you have a bad day or you just absorb more negativity, uh, what good is that? That's, that's no good, you know? So it's a way. it's a waste of time. Yeah. So
0: so like, I, to me, I, I want, I kind of agree with both of you. Um, I mean, it's it's funny too, like Corey bringing up Bible stuff. Even what Scott's saying is in the Bible, but it predates the Bible. I think so everything's in Bible. the Bible. Yeah, but yeah. what I'm saying is, it's all there. It, it's it's old knowledge that even predates the Bible. But it's like the idea of fixing your thoughts on good things is is a pretty good solution, um, to like you know to to issues, you know. Because basically if you fall in a hole, right, and you just sit and think about the hole you just fell in, it doesn't do a ton of good. Yeah. Um, but if you sit and you assess the situation, you're like, I'm in a hole. All right, how do I get out? Like, You know, I, I think there's there's constructive ways of analyzing kind of a crap situation. And then there's negative ways, you know. and And I think – I think the big tell in that is, is there a solution that you can make action towards? Yeah. If there isn't, then I think it's kind of wasted thought. Like if, if it's just complaint or negativity with no solution attached, um, or it's a solution that requires other people and there's no action you can take, um, then you ca- it, it it's kind of, fantasy thinking at that point, maybe gear that fantasy towards writing (laughs) Uh, where you get to control characters. Right. Um, So, so I agree. I I think I have had times in my life where I've gotten so into like politics and things that are happening outside and listening to too many political talk shows and stuff to where I've become toxic. Yeah, It's happened in the past. Um, One thing, like I even mentioned this, our, in our, our last uh, um, art casters that I'm aiming for next year is to be more active on in, in ways I can be active so if I read a story about politics that bothers me to think about what is something I can do locally that's an action that could actually impact that in a positive way Um, And if not, if there's nothing local that I can do about it, then I kind of don't want to think about it, (laughs) you know, or talk
1: about it. So, um, well, and there's, and there's huge, there's huge power in action, you know? I mean, so, so you, you know, you donate, you donate 10 bucks to to some organization that helps Australia. Like you Mm -hmm. haven't solved the problem, but you helped and you're going to reap the, you know, the benefit of whether whether you, whether you consider like the universe, you know, karma or your own personal self-actualization or whatever, there's, there's going to be psychological benefit to action.
0: Yeah. And I mean, $10 towards it at least has a better shot of doing more about the problem than like sharing it on Facebook, you know, and slack, slack division. Yeah. So, so to me, that's kind of the thing that, i'm I'm hoping for this year for myself. and and like once again, i I do think it's good for you know, people if they read things that are upsetting. Like for instance, we're in a Democratic Republic, right? So if you read something because we have the re- we have the power to vote, if you if you read something about your current government in, in a, a government like we live in, um you know it's there's a little bit of of a almost an onus on us to call out if our representatives or whatever aren't representing uh the people yep. so that's that's like on one side of the coin there's also like a side of the coin that's like like i said there's no there's no solution there's no um angle to it there's no real action to make any changes um maybe it's just like kind of creating your own negative energy that you can kind of feed on i i don't know it's it's a thing that i have seen where a lot of people like to not take any action and then kind of complain about sort of the scenario as it is and to me that's that's that's, I think that's more where it gets into that toxic area. And, and honestly, I'll admit to being vulnerable to that. Like there are times where I'll read something in the news or see something happening in the world. And I'll have an instant reaction of just like, well, I want to complain about that, (laughs) you know?
1: Yeah.
0: And, uh, and, and like I said, kind of going into this year, one thing I've realized is that doesn't do much good. the, The weird thing is too, um, I've finally gotten to the age where I'm seeing things cycle and and that's been interesting where a lot of what I'm seeing now is like a repeat of stuff I saw 10 years ago. Yeah. And it was almost predictable. Like it, it, it's so it's it, so that's an interesting thing too, tying into what I guess we're talking about where, I think one of the ways to weather this stuff too is to kind of stick it out because weirdly enough with age, you gain kind of wisdom. And so you start seeing the cycles of, of scenarios, you know, whether it's um, personal dramas or external dramas, just in the world in general, you start seeing this loop where it's like things recur and, um, in kind of disturbing ways, but that actually helps with like, kind of acceptance of those things. Because once again, like when you've, um, you're not really basically gonna punch a volcano. (laughs) Like, Like, if a volcano is gonna erupt where you live, it's gonna erupt. And there's not much you as an individual can do to kind of create that, like cause that to stop. You know, there might be collective things that you might be able to do to help curb it and and create less of an issue. But at the end of the day, like there, there are things outside of our control. Same with artists. I mean, like as artists, you can learn every trick in the book. You can get as good as you, as, as you can possibly get, you can become an excellent illustrator. And there's still like that stuff that's out of your control. Like you can't necessarily control whether like the art director at Scholastic is going to open your query letter, you know, or whether your client's going to stick around, like maybe your client puts out a great product, but like the market shifts and, and what they put out just dies. And then you have no client, you know, um, there are things that are outside of our control. So to me, it's like, it's more of like trying to focus on the things that you can control and, and accept the things you can't, which, Totally sounds like like AA or something, but it's it's a it, and it's a truism. But it's you know a lot of the time when people talk about truisms or or kind of cliches, like there's truth to them, which is why they've stuck around for so long. Yeah. So. Um, so yeah, but like, but I do think um, you know it, we do risk in talking about this like oversimplifying. Um, because each person has, like, a, a unique experience. So it's one thing to tell someone, uh, like, for instance, like, I, you know, if you've had somebody die that's, like, close to you or whatever, um, it's one thing to, like, kind of go through it and then hear from other people, like, well, I've lost someone and here's how I dealt with it, Right. Yeah, um, but it's another to be like in the thick of that and then be trying to kind of retain a semblance of reality while everything's kind of collapsing because you know, you can objectively know something as true and yet at the same time, like um, while the, while those things might be true, it doesn't make them easy. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense. I feel like it just leapt a lot,
1: but no, it, it totally, it totally makes sense because the fact of the matter is that at the end of the day, you know, if I walk a path and then you're walking that path, like me telling you about my experience in that path can be helpful, but you you still have to take those steps. You still have to walk that path. Yeah. You know, and so I I always worry about I always worry about this line of thinking and talking because that you know, it, it 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 does feel kind of like a catch-all but like you know, if I just say like, "Hey, don't worry about it," you know, and you're you're having a panic attack, um, it's not super helpful advice. You know, yeah. But like, if you're not experiencing, you know, if you're if your brain is allowing you to like logically process things, then it can be it can be super helpful. But like everything yeah. else, you know, there's <laughs> there's definitely going to be, you know, situations where it just it just doesn't. It doesn't help to say, well, just don't do that, you know, or whatever. Um, Anyway. Yeah. I, I think, I don't know. I I think it's good. I think it's good to talk about all this stuff. It's, it definitely helps me. I mean, for example, like I don't struggle with this as much as I used to, but um, imposter syndrome is like a legit thing in my life that I deal with often. And, uh, and with me, it helps to understand those thoughts and categorize them. Yeah. You know? And so if I can, if I can understand and categorize those thoughts, then, then I can, I I can empower myself to do all kinds of things, you know? Um, but if I don't understand what's going on, um, and I just think I really do suck and everybody else really is better than I am. And there's nothing I can really do about it. Well, then that's not, that's not helpful thinking. Right. But I mean, if somebody were to say, Hey, listen, you know, there's this thing called imposter syndrome and you probably have it. Well, that doesn't make those thoughts go away, but it does make it so that I can categorize them as yeah. not helpful. And, uh, and that oftentimes is, is useful as well. So, I mean, if you can't help, but freak yourself out, like sometimes just acknowledging that you're freaking yourself out can be really useful
0: yeah and then i, I also think there's uh, th- this is gonna get kind of strange, but I, th- I like getting strange and we'll we'll cap this pretty soon because we're almost at an hour where we keep it short but um so one of the reasons i I wanted to write about kind of like mental illness is to kind of destigmatize it a little bit yeah, but I also think that one of the tough things about just reality. <laughs> in general is I think most people I think I th- I think that mental illness is more the norm than people like to admit. It, like I think that like the idea of a human being who wakes up, faces no conflicts, has no concerns or anxieties, right? Just whistles through their day, like loves their job, right? goes home to like a completely issueless family um, I, I think a lot of that is pretty fantastical like I don't know if that exists and I don't I don't mean that in a negative way I'm, I'm speaking as a person who like I love my family I generally love my job um, I generally am pretty happy but there's things that come up and I think that 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 like, I think that um, sometimes, like, there's a narrative that's presented to people of, like, the idea of, like, if you follow these steps, then you will avoid all conflict. Or if you're having any sort of struggle with, like, the external world, it's because you're not working out enough or you're, or you're not drawing enough. Like, we, I, I think we even have that a little bit, like, sometimes, where it's like, well, you're just not working hard enough on your art. You're not working hard enough on this stuff. Um, if you just exercise enough and work hard enough, then all of these issues will disappear. I do think there's a bit of a relief to admitting, like, that's not always the case. Like, you know, there are, there are things like, like, for instance, um, if you're working out a ton and you live in Australia in an area where there's an inferno right now, <laughs> that's creating its own thunderstorms and just doesn't look like it's gonna cease, um, that's not because you didn't work hard enough. Like that just sucks. And that just kind of happened. Um, and actually, I think there's kind of an, a, a freedom in just kind of admitting that that's, that's the scenario sometimes. Like, and, and I think that's part of embracing the things that are outside of your control. Like sometimes it is completely outside of your control. Um, and that's why you got to grasp at those little seeds and and points that are in your control, because there's a whole ton that, that you have no say in (laughs) as an individual. So the things you do have a say in, I think have that much more value, right? Like, um, yeah, like, like for instance, with art, you don't get to have a say in how quickly you learn, right? Mm -hmm. Um, you do have a say in how often you attempt to learn, but but like how quickly you're going to absorb it, how quickly you're going to get that hand movement or whatever, isn't really in your control. <laughs> um, and so, like, I, I do think just acknowledging that, like, that's that's kind of normal is is, I think, can be a relief for people. I don't know if that makes sense because I feel like that the abnormalization of like mental struggles um at least when i was going through like crazy mental stuff um was very frustrating you know i, I think there's a a disingenuousness to it and it makes sense because there's a lot of companies making a ton of money selling an idea you know um I'm, yeah. I'm totally and, but.
1: You know, Kayla has Kayla has it right here. Social media has made it nearly impossible to ignore all of it. I have reduced my scrolling through social media apps simply because of how negative most of it has become. That is by design. Like um, if you're freaked out and you, you don't know what to do, um, you want to try to figure it out. You want to try to learn more about it. Right. Normally when I come up against a problem, You know, I can, I can work through it. I can learn about it. I can read about it. I can study it. I can do something right. But like social media has, has made the outer reaches of the planet in, in your pocket. And so when you, uh, when you come up against a problem, um, there is something that you can do, but uh, to a certain extent, like freaking yourself out by diving down that rabbit hole, isn't it, you know? Yeah. Um, and yet they're the algorithms are specifically designed, uh, to freak you out, to piss you off, to, to give you anxiety because that's the easiest way to get you addicted. Yeah. And, and and they're selling eyeballs, right? And they're they're selling predictive behavior. If they can predict that this group of people is going to react this way when they come across this information. Uh, they can sell that to someone, and that becomes uh, valuable. You, you become a valuable commodity. Your your, your predictable behavior becomes valuable. So, yeah. I would agree that another thing that you could do, and I've done this, um, is uh, get on your phone, especially if you're on an iPhone. I, I don't know if there's an Android equivalent to this, but I, it seems to not be as good. Um, but get on get on your phone and and limit the number of hours that you spend on those apps and, and cap the time. So I noticed that I had, that I was spending like 90 minutes getting ready for work and I was having to wake up earlier. And I was like, what is, I mean, I don't like do anything. I just shower and shave and brush my teeth and eat breakfast and that's it. Like, what is, why is that taking so long? Turns out every morning I would get on Twitter and I would scroll forever. And then I would, get on YouTube. And then I would, you know, start listening to, you know, the daily news and all this. And and so like I was starting my day with all of this worry and anxiety and freak out about everything that's going on in the world. And so I just said, all right, I'm not, I'm going to shut everything down except for like bare essentials, like text messaging, my alarm, uh, nothing else turns on until 11 AM until I'm ready to Take lunch and uh, you know, take a minute, and then it shuts down at the end of the day um, around nine PM. And so I, I found, and then and then at certain apps, I've said I want to be on this for less than thirty minutes a day. And so my phone pops up a little warning that says, "Hey, you've got a minute left." I'm like, "All right, I put in my time. You know, I don't I don't need to do anything else." I, I think yeah. those types of things. Um, intentional limiting behavior to, to stuff that is potentially toxic is good. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, it's like fire, you know, yeah. like a little bit of fire is great. It helps you cook things. It can heat your house or whatever. But like, if you just stand inside the fire, you're just going to cook yourself to death. You know, like you've got to have, yeah. you got to have a contained limited amount of usage of, of some of these powerful things. Without fire, you know, everything would be cold. You'd starve to death and you'd, you'd freeze and, and it, it's not good. And so it's kind of that balance of what we've been talking about, being exposed to things enough so that you kind of know what's going on, but not so much that it's it's a detriment to you and that it's beyond your ability to act.
0: Yeah. And and I, I do think there's this, this balance, right, because there's beautiful art that's been made based on anger (laughs) and anger and, and, and not, not blind anger, like righteous anger um, has created some great artwork. Um, uh, There's also just like things for like staying in touch with the news where like there are things that happen that seem to just be like not touching you at all that have a direct impact on your industry. Yeah. So like for me, I have to know about the trade war because that directs my day job. Like my day job is directly affected by a trade war. Um, And so like, but do I need to obsess about it? Like, is there anything that me obsessing about that is going to do to change that scenario? No. Um, Can I donate to certain places that might be fighting that war? Yeah. Great. Um, So then I'll do that. Or can I, support candidates that might fight that word Great. I'll do that. Can I maybe repost every once in a while? Sure. If I find myself like going down a YouTube rabbit hole or like a news rabbit hole for like 10 hours, you know, like there's a line where it's like, it's, it can be positive. It can be motivational. Um, You know, like another good example, uh, you know, one of the most motivating things I think most artists I've met have heard from people is the jerk. Like, and I'm sure you guys had it Sure, Corey Scott. You probably had this at some point. I've had a few jerks in my life say, you'll never be anything. (laughs) And, and, and there's a few that I could name and I'm not going to, but that I could name because it vividly sticks in my head that much because they drove me Like the, oh yeah, like F you, (laughs) like kind of feeling I got from that drove me to actually become better. Um, So that's kind of anger, but it's turned positive to action. Um, Now I do that less and less as I get older because I find that that's not the best fuel, but it can be fuel for great things. Um, It's just like balancing it, you know, balancing it, um, you know, is I think balance is the tough part. And I think I think when I think what we're addressing too, when you're like, you know, throwing a curveball and there's a scenario like like Corey, like Corey's in right now, or like, dude, you're stuck at home. You don't get to choose. All you can choose to do is just kind of do the best you can within that scenario. And that's and if you obsess about anything beyond that what literally what benefit is it you know um so yeah yeah and and honestly if you're gonna get into freelance or art you gotta start embracing in uncertainty and you gotta start embracing rejection like um Corey, like the way your films turned out has gone so much better <laughs> than i think you or any of us were projecting initially and that's not because it's a bad film it's just to even be at 46 percent with what he sent out was not what anybody including Corey, was anticipating now it doesn't mean cory doubted himself or anything like that that's just it's just because that's a pretty good percentage like 46 percent is a crazy good percentage for like sending out to mass amount of things for rewards. That's that's good. That's a good rate. Now, if you're somebody who's not gonna embrace like the kind of uncertainty, 46%, that's negative. <laughs> but but you know, if you're an artist and you get into it and you start actually sending out stuff, like that's not a bad acceptance rate. That's a really crazy good one. Um, to the point where you know, now when Corey's announcing getting acceptances, it's kind of like I forget which award this is. There's a couple, <laughs> like there's quite a few, um, and that's that's a good scenario to be in. But if you let fear or like uncertainty, you know, kind of or rejection, like cripple you, then like I don't I don't know, Corey, you probably wouldn't be in this scenario where you're racking up that many awards because like the uh, yeah. fourth rejection, you would have been like, "Bip, I'm out." and uh and then you would have closed that
1: door for all the potential good that's come from it you know and i think i got i don't know i mean i know it's not my wife keeps teasing me that i'm not allowed to she's like you're unrelatable you're never going to be like one of those guys who says you know you you had a hundreds of rejections before you had a success or whatever but um i also think you know there's there's levels of success i haven't sold the film rights or anything. You know what I mean? Like it's, I, I've, I'm I'm still in the hole, uh, you know, quite, quite a bit of money. Um, I haven't, I haven't won. It it hasn't netted me a buck, but, um, but I did get, I did get, you know, four rejections in a row before I got my first selection. There you go. You know? And so, and then it's, and then it's been about, you know, I get a, I get a couple rejections and a couple selections and it kind of goes, it kind of goes back and forth, you know? And so it, it's, it's an interesting little, little roller coaster, I guess. Um, but yeah, it's, I mean, it is what it is, you know? And I, and I've come to, I, I do still, just cause I'm super cheap, whenever I get rejected, I do, I do go look at the, uh, at the fee, the entrance fee for that particular thing. And I'm like, ah, you know? it's four bucks down the drain or that's 10 bucks down the drain or whatever, you know, but, uh, but it's really not, you know, because you gotta, you gotta put your quarters in to, 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 you know, play the game. So,
0: um,
1: and sometimes you lose a few, but it's, yeah, it's, it's been an interesting ride.
0: Let us know in the comments section also like what you do to kind of deal with the outside crap. Like, when, when things are really shitty, whether it's in your own life or externally, how do you kind of balance that with, uh, with being productive and making art? All right. Uh, we will talk to you guys on Wednesday. Bye.